Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we love you. We thank you. We honor you, Lord. And as I am about to bring forth your words, oh Lord, I have nothing to offer God. I pray that you may just speak through me, oh God. I am a willing vessel, Lord. As your people come before you, oh God, I pray that you may minister to them through me, God. Go before me. Give me utterance. I pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. You guys can have a seat. You know, sometimes preachers, they will preach and they would always preach from the word. I'm echoing a little bit. Can this be fixed a little? Like, so as I was saying, preachers will always preach from the word. But I'm a person that likes to hear personal testimonies and stuff like that, right? Because it helps me. And that's just the individual I am. I am. So I'm going to go ahead and share a personal testimony with you guys, if that's okay. So, you know how pastor was saying that the Lord had to prepare me for him? It's true. I even proved that this Friday. As you were saying, the Lord had it be that I should be the one that speaks today. And I was saying, but I don't have a word. He said, the Lord will give you a word. Okay, bye. I'm like, okay. And Friday, I was going, there was a lot on my mind. And when there's a lot on my mind, I would clean everything from the top to the bottom. So in the morning, I had a quick prayer, but I didn't stay there. I just got up, got busy, because that's how I deal with things. When things are churning through my mind, I just keep active. So I did that a little bit Thursday afternoon, and then Friday afternoon, it continued. Then pastor came to me and said, you need to rest. You're gonna do burnout because the weekend is coming and we normally minister and so forth. So you need to take a rest. I didn't listen. I kept doing my thing. I kept cleaning everything. So it so happened that I had to go to the garage to throw something out. So I did. And I heard footsteps coming, but it didn't click. So I was there. And you know what he did? He locked me out. He locked me in the garage where I had no way to get out. I had to just stay there. So I'm like, okay. Then thoughts were running through my mind. I'm like, what do I break? How do I get out? I need to get out. I have things to do. And I'm like, okay, I'll grab this and then I'll break that. And then the Holy Spirit said, you're the one that's gonna be looking for repair, man. So you continue breaking what you need to break. So anyway, the thoughts went on and then I sat down and then pastor came to the door and said, is there anybody in there? Hello? My blood pressure started to rise and I'm like, I'm not answering. And then he's like, okay, nobody is there. And he left. And then he came back a second time. Anybody there? He didn't answer again. At this time, I was calming down. And then I started to hear the voice of the Lord. And then I'm like, okay, this is what you were trying to do. The Lord was trying to get my attention. But in my busyness, I couldn't hear. And this is what he had to do in order to slow me down so I could actually hear what he wanted to say to me. So I sat there and it's just so funny. The minute I got that and I was down and everything and I'm like, yes, Lord, I hear you. That's when pastor came and then he opened the door 
and he has a weird sense of humor you know what he said to me oh what are you doing there what are you doing sitting there come inside as if he wasn't the one that locked me in there <laughs> so anyway I got up I didn't make eye contact and it just went to my room and I prayed and I slept and I've never had so much wonderful dreams and the Lord spoke and everything and then in that time I started to get the word also but I didn't say anything as usual and obviously yes I'm gonna fight because this is just not what I like to do but who said ministry was about what I like to do so here I am this morning and I the word that I got it was kind of like twofold and I say twofold because it was like a message within a message if that makes sense one of the word it was hold the line and then the other part of it it was talking about the body us the body the church as a body and how we have to function in unity in order to bring about what the Lord wants to do within us in this season so I'm gonna just touch a little bit on hold or holding the line one of the words that the Lord was um, speaking to me and another part was don't break rank so hold the line and don't break rank as children of God we know that we walk by faith and not by sight and that we can find in Hebrew 11 which speaks about faith and it says now faith is a substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen faith is a substance faith is tangible we need to have faith in God and faith towards God because in our weakness that's where we will find our strength in him and though sometimes it might seem like all hell is breaking loose around us it's not true hold and it may seem as if the devil is going around like a roaring lion seeking someone or whomever to devour and here in this word here I like how the Bible put it it says the devil goes around like a roaring lion it didn't say he was a roaring lion and that stood out to me and what that is and even what I got when it says it seemed as if it seemed like hell might be breaking loose around you these things they're called metaphors and what a metaphor is, it's a figure of speech. It describes an object or an action in a way that isn't literally true. So it's untruth. It seems like. So don't hold it and take it as your truth because it's not true. And the enemy himself, the evil one, he's a father of lies. And he will always be a liar because that's who he is father of lies he always presents a situation or a case that make it seems bigger than it really is so as we need to realize and understand this that it may appear as if you know it's something so big that we can't go around but what we need to do in this situation is look to God because greater is he that is within us than he that is in the world and then the other thing 
was some people there looking around and saying, there's nothing happening. And what I have to say to those is, you need to get out of the realm of the flesh. And then that's when you can truly see in the spirit and what is happening. And then this account came to me in the Bible of Jesus when he was raising the dead. And I notice on few occasions, he will always go in and he will always tell everyone to get out. So he will empty the room. You think he's going to be, do, be doing this great miracle. Obviously, who wouldn't want everybody to see this great miracle? You would say, come on in, open the door, let's go, something to see. There's going to be a show, miracle, the dead is going to be raised, come on in. No, he kicked them all out. He said, leave, leave. And I'm like, that doesn't make sense. But this is what the Lord is saying. When he's about to do something, it might look like nothing is happening. It might look empty. The pew might look empty. But don't be deceived by that. The Lord is up to something. Hold. Amen. Yeah, so just keep holding and praying. And then even with our fasting and praying that's happening on Wednesdays and even with the prophetic classes and everything, we can feel the Braxton Hicks. And you ask, what's that? It's contractions. It's mild contractions that are irregular. When a mother is carrying and she's about to give birth, before that nine months, she will start to feel pains, like falls labor, but it's not yet time for delivery. So when the contraction starts to get closer, that's when it's time. So hold. Because if you start pushing before time, that will end up with a premature child. And we don't want that. So hold. Because in this church, there will be no premature babies in Jesus' name. Amen? So keep holding. And then the young ones. You guys might be saying, I'm inexperienced. I don't have understanding of spiritual things i don't know i don't know what it looks like to walk in purity i don't know what it looks like to serve god at this level i don't know what it looks like to carry such an anointing that will minister to nations that will break chains i am young in the faith and i'm young in age i don't know what this look like how how to do this but the Lord is saying, the same Jesus that those before you have received is the same Jesus, is the same Holy Spirit that you have within you. You didn't receive a lesser dimension of the Holy Spirit. You didn't receive a baby Jesus when everybody else received the risen Christ. The Christ that carries the dunamis power. And yes, they can do it, but I can't. It's a lie keep holding you will see what the lord is about to do with you hallelujah so keep holding keep praying and keep holding so now i'm going to get into the scripture into the lesson that the lord gave me and this is going to be about the body the body of christ and how he wants us to sink as one because if the body is not one we're in which the eyes the hands the legs are walking together towards 
the same vision, then there's going to be disunity. There's going to be dysfunction. Because can you imagine, you want to get to point A. The head is looking this way. The feet wants to go west. And everything else wants to do its own thing. How would you, you can't even make two steps. Because first of all, you need the head to be in that direction. And then the eyes is what will tell the feet where to go. Because now you can move in confidence because you can see where you're going. Amen? Okay, so let us turn to the scripture that we'll be reading from. And it will be 1 Corinthians 12. And we will be reading from 12 to 27. And we're going to be reading in sequence. So I'm going to read the first verse. You're going to read the second verse. Because I like participation. I get very lonely up here sometimes. So we're going to do this together. Okay? Amen. And as Pastor was saying, bring your Bibles to church. So I want to make sure that we're reading. But I totally forgot that Tayshaun, the media team, that they're so good that now they have this here. So I'm like, even if they don't have their Bibles, they can read from that. So anyway. And then another thought that was coming to me about the Bible and about the Word. It's so important that um, we're in the Word. And I notice sometimes we get turned off when it comes on to reading the Word. And I'm like, why is that so? Because sometimes with the, the way in which the Bible was written, with the thee, the thou, a lot of young people these days, they just, they, they just don't understand. They just don't get it. And what I have to say to that is get an NIV. Get something, a Bible that breaks it down to the point where in which you can understand the word. Because mostly it's about understanding, you understanding the word. If you're reading the these and those and it's not making sense to you, what, what, what's the sense in reading, right? And I do know because I'm a King James Virgin girl and I just love how it sounds when you curse the devil, you know? thou in the name of Jesus it just sounds good but listen here if you don't understand it you don't use words read the NIV if it makes sense to you that's okay amen okay all right so let's turn to first Corinthians and while we're doing this um, media team if you can just put up my little anatomy man afterwards because I guess you're gonna need the screen so after we're finished reading Corinthians you can put that up for me so I'm gonna go first so we're reading from 12 to 27 I'm gonna take the first one and then you read the next and so forth for as the body is one and has many members and all the members of that one body being many are one body so also is Christ okay verse 13 you guys go ahead we are baptized into one body whether we be Jew or Gentile whether we be bond or free and have been made all men made to drink into one spirit for the body is not one member, but many. Because I am not the hand, I am not of the body. It is therefore not of the body. And if the ear shall say, because I am not the eye, I am not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? 
If the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? If the whole body were hearing, where were the smelling? But now has God set the members, every one of them in the body, as it has pleased him. And if they are all one member, where were the body? But now are they many members, yet but one body. And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of thee. Nay, much more those members of the body which seem to be more feeble are necessary. Before you read the second verse there, if everyone could say, I am necessary. I am necessary. Amen. You can go on to 23. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, upon these we bestow more abundant honor. And our uncomely parts have more abundant commonness. For our comely parts have no need, but God has tempered the body together, having given more abundant honor to that part which lacked. That there may be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care one for another. And whether one member suffer, all the members suffer with it. Or one member be honored, all the members receive with it. We'll read the last together. Now ye are the body of, of Christ, Christ and the and members, members in, in particular. particular. Amen. Amen. So if we can see there in the body, the Lord created the body perfectly. And wherever there is a weaker part, you would say, I notice the Lord will always put strength beside it. For example, you'll have even the pinky finger, but even the pinky finger is necessary because it helps to hold, it helps, it balances even the body, little old pinky. So every single part of the body is necessary. Just like now we look at the church, each and every person, every ministry in the church is necessary. You can't say because they're the head, so it doesn't make sense. My function doesn't make sense. It's a lie. You are necessary. Amen? Okay. So let's move into this now. Praise the Lord. And with this, like when we look at the body itself, I, I know with my person here, they're missing a lot of the body parts. But because we couldn't touch on every single body part, just to make it easy, we just took some of the main parts of the body. Is that okay? All right. So with this person here, we have the mind, the eyes, the mouth, the hands, feet, heart, eyes. And can you imagine if the ears would want to say, okay, I want to do the job of the feet. You're positioned there for a reason, ears. You cannot be down bottom, then where would the hearing be? You wouldn't be able to hear. And the Lord did this so perfectly. They're in the places that they need to be, just as the body, just as the church. We are in the positions that we need to be. And, um, and, some, and not sometimes, the confusion now comes in when everybody wants to choose what they want to be, even though 
they were created for a particular reason but then they want to shift functions and start crossing and then when you start crossing then that's where confusion comes in that's when the body is a mess and unwell so let's take a look at three different things that that might cause this confusion in the body the first thing that I came up with was mindset so that we're gonna go into that as one of the things that will bring confusion to the body and then the second thing would be not knowing what they are and what their function is then the third thing we're gonna look at is you wanting to choose your function okay let's look at mindset So here we can clearly see that something went wrong with the eyes. Say we're, say we're just picking on the eyes, for example. What would be going on in the mind of the eye for him to say, you know what? I want to be the mouth. Your function is seen, but you want to start speaking. What could possibly go wrong in the mind of the eye for him to all of a sudden get up in and of himself wanting to do this it would be a condition of the heart I would think or a mindset that went off and let's look at God because he's saying then they're saying okay why am I this but God thinks differently his thoughts are not our thoughts right so let's let's go there just so I can make my point. Let's go to Isaiah 55, 8. So Isaiah 55, verses 8, it says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are, sorry, my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts so when the Lord sees you he sees you in perfection this is the reason why he chose the function that he chose because he sees in perfection so whatever it is that he has chosen for us we should just trust that and go with it and just remember, if grace didn't lead you there, it cannot keep you there. For example, if the Lord didn't give you the grace to pastor, let's use that as an example. He didn't give you the grace, but you up within yourself and say, you know what? It's easy. This is easy. I've watched this process. All you need to do, get a place. I could just grab my basement, get a couple of friends and just get somebody to sing we got a piano we're good you know run up a few people offer food that's it and let's just do church that's it mind you the lord did not call you and he did not appoint you to be a pastor but you thought this within your heart and said you know what this is easy i can do this then you start church then all of a sudden now the devil start coming at you and the things that you thought was fun and easy, all of a sudden you're breaking. And guess what? Why are you breaking? Why can't you stand now? 
because you have no grace in that area and because grace or the Lord didn't lead you there he won't keep you there amen so again where grace didn't take you he won't keep you so just bear that in mind okay and then the other thing that we're gonna move on to is the function so find out what your function is in the body find out what your calling is find out what your gifting is you can ask the Lord and he will surely reveal it to you because he says that those that come and ask and seek he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him and he surely will give you an answer because I can remember when I was seeking to find out what my calling is or what I was supposed to be doing in the body well I didn't really understand all of that that there's a function all I knew is growing up you go to church and you serve whatever needs to be clean you clean it whatever paper is there you pick it up that's all I knew I didn't understand the deeper things that there 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 is a calling on one's life and so forth and even the gift things so you guys are way ahead I found this out like in late teens that you know there's a function and the Lord when he has created you he has created you for a purpose and for a reason so surely you can go to him and he will reveal it to you and um, let's go to Jeremiah 1 verse 5 just so I like to always have scripture references to back up exactly what I'm saying so it's not just coming from me it's coming from the Word of God so Jeremiah 1 verses 5 so here we read before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou comest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. And I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. So this is Jeremiah that the Lord was speaking to. And he was speaking over him what he had created him to be. So Jeremiah knew his calling. Jeremiah knew exactly what his function was because the Lord had revealed it to him. So there was no confusion when he went. He went in strength and he went in boldness because that's what clarity does. It gives you strength and boldness. When the Lord has spoken this word to you, there will come times when you're at your lowest in your because everyone you will go through that you will have your cross and everyone cross looks different but when you know that the Lord had called and sent you whenever you're there trust me there is something that inner man that will rise up and he will get up within you because you know that you have been called and that voice that seed that he has put there it keeps resonating say listen I have called you you have to get up you have to get up so you always have that strength within to rise again and again each time you fall you will rise because that calling that within you it will keep burning it will keep pushing you just like Jeremiah here after he was whipped so much time and the discouragement and so many things that came against him 
And again, he was in the pit. He was in prison. And he said, you know what? I will never speak again. I will never speak the word of God again because every time I open my mouth and speak, this is what happened to me. And I'm here and I'm going to shut my mouth. I'm not going to prophesy anymore. And then within him, he shut his mouth. But then there was something. There was something that turns within him. It was fire. Jeremiah describes it. It was like fire shut up within my bones. He couldn't keep quiet. He couldn't keep his mouth shut because destiny was inside of him. There are people that needed to be unchained. There was nation that needed to hear the word of the Lord so the kingdom of God will be expanded. So he couldn't shut his mouth. It was like fire in his bones. So that's what your calling does. That's what your gifting does. So it's so important for you to find out what it is that the Lord has called you to do. Because it will give you strength. It will give you definition. Amen. Praise the Lord. And sometimes, even before you start to tap the spiritual part of you, you, find, you would find that there are things that you do naturally. You would find that, let me give you an example. You would find that you dream a lot. You would find that these things are somewhat, it will seem innate inside of you. But that's what your gifting is. And I can even use this other one, singing for example. Some people, they sing well naturally. And sometimes with that gifting, they will be confused about it and not surrender that gifting back to the Lord. And that could be something that could be dangerous also. Whenever the Lord gives you a gift and you recognize what that gift is, be careful. Give it back to him so he can sanctify that gift and give it back to you. Because when you think that you're a self-made man and oh, this is my ability and not thinking that it was the Lord that gifted you this ability, you would take that gift and do whatever it is that you want to give, do with that gift. And the gift in the beginning, it wasn't even yours. It was to edify the body. Even singers, they're anointed. They have been called to give their gift back to him in worship and in the church. But they chose to go out there and to serve the evil one with it. So this is what happens sometimes when the gift is not given back to the Lord to be purified. So be careful in that. I told you I was quick. I'm almost on my last point. Then the other thing was... The third thing was wanting to choose your function. <clears throat> okay. And this comes out of ambition. Wanting to choose what your function should be. And I go back here to the first scripture that we read. 1 Corinthians 12 verse 18 and it says, But now has God set the members every one of them in the body as it pleased him so he is chosen the Lord has chosen what you should be doing but because out of selfish ambition you want to choose where you should be 
maybe for the feet. He thinks, listen, I'm always trotting on floor, going over unpleasant things. I don't want to do this job anymore. But feet, are you able to do the function of the eye? Can you see? Are you a visionary? No, you are strong. That's why you are in the position that you are. So continue to do that function because you would just mess things up if you were the eyes. So that's why you are the feet. So just keep walking strong. The Lord has sanctified you also. And then the other point is it's the Holy Spirit that chooses, not us. And we need to understand that when it comes on to the offices within the church, it's not something that you can volunteer yourself for. It's not a voluntary position. It's a position that the Holy Spirit will choose him, a person, to operate. Because again, if grace doesn't take you there, it will not keep you there. So let's go to Acts 13, verse 2. So you don't feel as if it's Pastor Kim trying to hold you back to say, why can't I do this in the church? Because the Lord is the one that says, I will choose. So Acts 13, let's get there. So Acts 13, verse 2. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereto I have called them. So you see there, the Holy Spirit said, Separate me. He's the one that have chosen these two and sanctify them for the work that they were supposed to do. Because not only that they were called, you could say, okay, for fame, there are sufferings that they had to suffer too. And if you're not built to take impact, you will break. And then the other scripture that I, I want to look at lastly, 1 Samuel 13. And this is a scripture verse that also touched just to tie everything together here when the Lord was saying hold the line and do not break rank because here we know this account how Samuel had to rebuke Saul because Saul took it upon himself to do the work that only a priest should do because he said you know time was running out whatever his excuses were but I had to do this. And let's look at what happened to Saul because he decided to break rank and he wouldn't hold the line. So 1 Samuel 13, verse 9. And Saul said, Bring hither a burnt offering to me and peace offering. And he offered the burnt, the burnt offering. And it came to pass that as soon as he had made an end of offering, the burnt offering, behold, Samuel came, and Saul went out to meet him, that he might salute him. And Samuel said, 
what hast thou done? And Saul said, Because I saw that the people were scattered from me, and that thou comest not within the day appointed, and that the Philistines gathered themselves together at Mishmash. Therefore I said, The Philistine will come down now upon me to Gilgal, and I have not made supplication unto the Lord. I forced myself therefore and offered a burnt offering. And Samuel said to Saul, Thou hast done foolishly. Thou hast not kept the commandments of the Lord thy God, which he commanded thee. For now would the Lord have established thy kingdom upon Israel forever. So now this one thing that would have just broken out for Saul but because he decided to break rank because he decided to do whatever he decided to do to step out of line and made the sacrifice and for some reason I was looking on this and he said I force myself therefore so what this is telling me sometimes when an individual will rise up within themselves to do something to break line to break rank there's an, there is a conviction in their heart saying to them, you know, you shouldn't be doing this. This is wrong. You were not called to do this. But then, if you look here, he said, I forced myself, therefore, because of whatever was in his heart, he forced himself to do whatever he did. And then, saw, then Samuel said, you did foolishly. Because this is why we have to deal with the condition of the heart. Because that there, it was a condition of the heart. The iniquity, sometimes when we come, yes, we are saved, our soul is saved, but it's a process that we work out within ourselves. The seed of iniquity sometimes is still there. And it's something that we have to bring daily. We have to bring ourselves to the altar and say, Lord, this thing here, it's still within me. I still struggle with lust. I still struggle with whatever it might be. Lord, take it out of me. It's an ongoing process. That's why we say we die daily to these things that's in our hearts. We die daily and we need to keep dying because until we are fully dead, we are not usable. God cannot use us when there's things in our heart that has not been dealt with because the, king, the, the prince of this earth, the evil one, he will always come. And what he comes, when he comes, he looks for something common. Something that is common within you. So that thing, that seed that you didn't bring daily before the Lord, that is the thing that will be your downfall if you don't deal with it now. And deal with it quickly. You will hinder the body from moving on. Because that's when all these things rise up and now the eye want to be the head this is what brings the confusion because you are not fully dead you're too alive so you cannot fall in line that's why you have problems falling in line because if we believe the word and we submit to god resist the devil and he will flee from you and until we can keep hold fast to the commandments of the lord 
keep holding don't break the line just so we can move on and do the great work that the good lord has called us to do together in unity for a bit there since we have been in ministry this particular ministry heaven's lighthouse ministries in the three-day fast i felt a shift in the atmosphere I really felt the Lord saying the body is coming together beautifully I felt unity like I've never felt it before in a long time and I, I know that the Lord is doing something good in us so keep fighting keep pushing because it's about to break it's about to go down keep holding and don't break rank function in the place that the Lord has called you to function in and don't desire to be here or there of yourself from selfish ambitions just humble yourself and surrender to the Lord and he will do it for you he will do it for us this is why i believe he has this message for us this morning because he's equipping us as a church to move in unison to move where in which there is no weakness or there's no schism in the body because we're not looking to up one another but we're looking to find where, where, where's the weakness in the body so we can run there and we can edify that brother and that sister. Where are you lacking so we can go there as a group and lift each other up? That's what the Spirit of the Lord wants to do. It's not about division because a kingdom that is divided amongst itself, it will fall. So the Lord is calling us to unity. Even when we look at the physical body itself, whenever you have a cut, say it's on the finger, wherever that cut might be, all the cells in the body, it rushes to that cut to make a blood cloth. So you won't bleed out and you won't die because the whole purpose of the body is to keep you well, to keep you functioning. And if you notice, when you're sick, it's not like your mouth or any other part of your body is up and walking around and well. No, the whole body is in bed trying to recoup. So this is what the church should look like. Whenever we have a fallen soldier, just like the good shepherd, he leaves the 99 and he goes after the one. That's our heart cry this morning. To have the heart of our Father. To love unconditionally. And to keep the body well. To keep the body together. And I'm going to be praying a prayer for us. Over our minds, our eyes, our heart, our mouth, our hands, and our feet. Hallelujah. You're a good God, and we thank you, O oh God, for utterance. We thank you for all 
that you're showing us, Lord, how to move together as a well-oiled machine for you. Hallelujah. I pray for our mind. Dear Lord, please help us set our mind and what the Spirit desires today. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. When the desire of the flesh tries to weasel its way into our mind, give us discernment to recognize them quickly and reject the thoughts completely for our eyes. Open our eyes to recognize your goodness throughout our day. Instead of being distracted by the busyness of the day, that we missed your holy posted notes. Help us heed to your prompts and to turn aside as Moses did so that we can see the burning bushes in our own lives. Let us see you in moments of suddenly, sudden glory where you make your presence known. I pray for our ears. Open our ears to listen to wise advice and instruction. Make our inner man sensitive to the prompting of the Holy Spirit, our mouth. Help us to weigh our words before we speak and not say the first word that comes to our minds. Let our words resonate with righteousness and carry not even a hint of evil, of anger, of bitterness, pride, or contempt for our heart. I pray our hearts will be set on keeping your decrees until we take our last breath. Don't let anything lure our hearts away from following and loving you, Lord, for our hands. Help us to view even our works, our work, as service to you rather than man. Stir our hearts to work wholeheartedly to glorify you in all that we do. May we praise you for all the ways you allow us to prosper. And lastly, for our faith, Lord. Even if you have to to take us through the darkest valley, the most difficult circumstances, or even life-threatening situations. I pray we will not be afraid because perfect love casted out all fears. Prod us forward with your rod when we wag behind. And pull us back with your staff when we run ahead. These things we pray, our Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord.